PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition, another episode. Thank you for downloading all of our stuff over here at Kiefer Inc. Testing. Welcome in. This is the Rocky RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. I am back from a uh, two-week trip that uh, feels like it was six weeks. A little bit run down, a little bit of sickness. So if you uh, hear my voice sounds like dog shit, um, I'm just sick. So don't worry about it. Heather, she's going to take up the slack here and sound real sexy. Go ahead. It does sound a lot better than it did. Now we sound better that you're here. So <laughs> you guys listen to last, what, Monday nights or Tuesday night? Uh, no, Monday night's Pulp Show. Ugh. It was uh, it was rough. I uh, was sick. I feel like Tuesday, no, Wednesday night was like the worst that you sounded when I talked to you on the phone. Really? Yeah. I was like, uh, it was like half between Phoebe on Friends with her smelly cat when she had the raspy voice. Smelly cat, smelly <laughs> cat, what are they feeding you? You're like, I did that. Uh, yeah, so the UK bit me. I got the UK sickness. Over 30,000 people shaking hands, kissing babies. I was bound to get sick. Oh, my God. Well, uh, I haven't been sick in a while. So, But you get sick very easily. Let's be real. Um, this show is all about a little bit of a recap. You guys look it. I'm sure you heard a lot of it from what we talked about on our socials, uh, the Pulp MX show, but we're going to break it down here. I brought Heather in studio. I was not there. I brought you in here. I know, but I was not there. You were not there, but I'm sure you have questions. Uh, this is all about the vet motocross donations at Fox Hill. Uh, but first things first, let's pay some bills. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted Online source for parts, accessories, gear, dirt bikes, dual sport bikes, street bikes, spiders, whatever you got, <laughs> uh, they got you. So go to keferinktesting.com, click on the Rocky Mountain banner, and then that leads you back to their site. Continue to live your life, continue to shop, and that gives us a snippet, a slice, a portion, whatever it is. It gives us a little bit to help us move along on this show tells them that you like it, that we're not a bunch of assholes and uh, you don't listen to the show. The show is growing. I do see what you guys are purchasing, so thank you for the people that actually take the time to do it. It really does mean a lot to me, so thank you. Um, and it does help us out here to uh, keep Aiden racing. Oh my gosh, yes. Because that's expensive. Ugh. <laughs> also, FXR Racing. You can go to fxrracing.com, use the code KKMX35, save you 35%. And, uh, the new 2024 gear line is out. So for you guys tripping out, it should be up on your website this uh, this week after Labor Day weekend here. Um, if you're from the UK, you do not have a Labor Day holiday. You had a bank holiday last weekend. That's what they call them over there, bank holidays. Just bank? They have eight bank holidays a year. What are their eight bank so holidays? Bank ho they call them bank holidays because the banks are closed, right? So, of course, Labor Day is a bank holiday for us. What about mail? Do they get mail? No. No, it's a bank holiday, so no, nothing. So, Shut down. Okay. Um, so after uh, the bank holiday here in the United States, you can go uh, check out fxrracing.com, <laughs> get the 2024 gear. Use the code KKMX35. If you're a lady, you like to shred, I have a special code for you. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. Throw me a photo of you ripping around, riding with your dude, without your dude, uh, with your chick, whatever it is that you are doing. Send me a picture so I, I have proof that you actually ride a dirt bike. You're not just some asshole trying to get some lady code percentage <laughs> off of your man gear. We don't want that. Uh, Mark and the what, guys. Oh, what would be oh. awesome is if they emailed you pretending to be a chick and then they went to go punch in the code, but they were like ordering dude gear if it just like kicked it back. It was like, nope. no, it does. Does it? I'll know you. I'll know. Well, it's all dude gear, right? Because there's no really special women gear in FXR line. I thought there was. I thought there was like no, it's more just, pink stuff. It's unisex. It's unisex. There's pink stuff, but I mean, I'd, I'd wear that. Wait, well, you have ordered. 
I women's one time gear. previously from another gear company, I ordered women's gear just yeah. to see what it felt like, and it was because it had a better colorway, and it, it it was fine. Just like the one time I bought you women's yoga pants because you just wanted to try them. I love women's yoga pants. God bless whoever invented those for women, by the way. <laughs> Lots of women's yoga pants in the airports that I appreciated while I was gone. Mm. Good times. Mm. Uh, but this is about FXR, Heather. I know. KKMX35, go over there. Uh, Mark, the guys over at REP Suspension, I have two KTMs being built right now. Um, yes, two. One off-road, one moto. And Mark and the guys at REP are doing the suspension because you guys know I'm not a huge fan of the air fork until it's revalved, then it is much better. But if not, you go to a 6500 drop-in kit from REP, and they do a great job to get your front-wheel traction back on the KTM and live your life happy. Yes, it does suck to spend $10,000 on a KTM. You have to do suspension. <sighs> but that is the times we're living in, people. Ugh. And Mark and the guys over at REP Suspension can help you. So use the code KKREP to get you a, a little bit slice, I'm use that word again, Heather, slice Life. off of your purchase for your revalve. And uh, trust me, if you guys are looking for any uh, suspension revalves, Japanese brands, Austrian brands, uh, REP is the place to go do it. Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Lit Pro, the new Mini S that Eddie Larratt was running before Mammoth. We're going to have a show about that. Road to Mammoth Part 3, the last part. We'll see how he did. We'll talk a little bit about his goals. Uh, Lit Pro, uh, you can use the code key for 10 to save over there. Blood Lubricants, they are on board again for 2024. Jeff and the guys over there are badass people. They have great products. Use the code word Kiefer to save yourself 25% off a case of oil. 6D Helmets, International Vet Motocross Association. Go race with your old buddies over the age of 30. Those guys do it great over there. Longer motos for us idiots that want to go ride and pound ourselves into the ground before we go to work Monday. That's a great association <laughs> to go do that. Dunlop Motorsports, Pro Taper, ScreenPrintingDone.com. We just got some new hoodies, Heather. Or not hoodies. They're crew necks. Tell them where to get it. Over on the website. Shop. Don't email me. Just go shop. Just email her if you want to bug her because she doesn't get enough emails. <laughs> but ScreenPrintingDone.com does our new crew necks. They're awesome. They're soft. They're nice. I'm wearing one right now. They're just not branded Kiefer Inc. And, uh... It, there's some good stuff on the shop, so go spend some money over there. It helps us out as well. Yes. Decal Works, official graphics of our little brand. Alpine Stars, Tech Tens, official boot of Kiefer Ink Testing. Oakley, I don't care what Aiden says, Oakley is the best goggle made. Oh Thanks to Aaron gosh. and the guys over at Oakley. Polysport Plastics, if you're looking some, some, for some good quality plastic that'll last, doesn't look like dog shit in three rides, <laughs> Polysport is a great uh, plastic company to do that. And... You want your bike to bark and smell fresh? ETS Racing Fuel. Heather? Yeah. How do you feel about the ETS Racing Fuels? Oh. She doesn't like the MX-21 fuel because it stinks a little bit, but us racer guys, oh. we like the smell. Uh, MX-18 is not as pungent, and Kiefer Inc. will have a code to save some money on some fuel here pretty soon. So I don't know. That one you just opened. I've been smelling it for that's, like... That's ETS MX-21. So we opened that before I left for two yeah. weeks. And it's still, still lingering? Oh, it's been lingering. Do you have to let it linger? Oh, it's lingering, let me tell you. ETS Racing Fuels, official fuel of Kiefer Inc. testing. So thank you to those guys. And that is it. So yeah, we're here to talk about the Vet Motocross Donations and give you a little snippet of what it's like to race and to ride, to be at the event. Uh, Doc Wobbs and Dave King. Um, it's, so it's kind of weird. People say, oh, are you going to Castle Farley or where are you going? So they've split up. At one time, there was a one cohesive unit. Uh-huh. This is like a bad relationship that went sideways? Uh, maybe. I don't know the whole story, but yes, kind of. They broke up? A little bit. It's oh. a bad breakup. But uh, the OG is Dave King and Doc Wobbs, with that started this whole thing way back in the day, right? Uh-huh. And then it grew, started growing each year, each year. But now, if you really want to do it right, you go race with Dave and Doc, because if there's... One human being out there in this world that has the most beautiful vintage bikes ever, pre-2000, 2000 to 2005, like Doc Wobbs does it right. If you need a part for your older Honda or Yamaha, That's Doc right. Wobbs is the man. The doc? He was Raynard's mechanic way back in the day. He's been around the industry for years. He helped Mitch. I mean, like, he's been around a while. So he's from the UK. I was just going to ask, is he a UK uh, yeah. native? Uh, Dave King also from the UK. 
Uh, they've put this race on for the past, uh, I don't know, I think this is the second year they did did it by themselves. Uh-huh. And holy shit. Like, I've talked to Zach Osborne and Ryan Villapoto a little bit about the event, and they were like, dude, it's huge, it's it's pretty serious, it's super fun, and I was like, yeah, whatever. I've never been a huge two-stroke guy, you know this. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I, I test two-strokes, and I, I'm not excited, then I might ride, I'm like, ah, oh, it's, it's more fun than I thought it was going to be, and I was like, it's good, and... The new KTM 300SX, if I was going to own a two-stroke, that's kind of how I would lean. I like riding that. But racing them never really, like, got me fired up. Yeah. But having the thought of um, racing older two-strokes, everyone's on older two-strokes, to me that got me a little bit more excited. And then going to a place I've never been that I've heard of, that I've grown up watching the you know gps were there we had a, um we had a designations there before so this is an iconic track yeah it's like a bucket list type of thing for you motocross people out there that you know are fans of the sport so like as you're pulling in do you, is it like oh like the light is shining and you're just like no no it's nothing like that i just think it's when you're if you're a racer and you and you follow the sport for you know, 30, 40 years like I have, there's certain tracks that you just want. I, I want to go to Lomo. Lomo is probably like Glen Helen to those people that live there. Like, right. people are like, oh, I can't wait to go to Glen Helen. You're like, oh, fuck. I've been there, done that. You're like, whatever. Like, it's Glen Helen, right? But <laughs> I just want to go there because there's been iconic races there. I think of Jeffrey Hurling, Shred in the Sand, all these GP guys that train and practice there. I just want to go experience it. Yeah. I want to go there when it's all fucked up. Like, it's it's gnarly as hell. I want to suck on it. I just want to, like, I just want to feel how shitty it is, right? <laughs> just to say I've done it. And and going to Fox Hill is kind of like that being from, you know, a teenager watching these GP guys. And and I, I so I saw David Thorpe. You have no idea who that is. Nope, not a clue. David Thorpe was at the event. I saw him, talked to him a little bit, and... It was one of the only photos that I had in my bedroom when I was 12, 11, 12 years old mm-hmm. of Dave Thorpe jumping um, his his 500 at Fox Hill, and it was hanging up in my room. So being at Fox Hill, David Thorpe's in front of me. I'm talking to him. I'm fucking going, wow. This is really, really cool for me. Are you kind of fanboying a little bit? I, mean, I guess if that's what you call it. I just really... It just goes back to well, obviously your, you looked up to him if you had him on your wall. I didn't even really know who he was. I just know I watched GPs and he was killing it. And he was the one guy that would beat Americans and the Americans hated him Ugh. because he would smoke us. Where is he from? Oh, God. Um, get back to me on that. I know. I forgot. Okay. I want to say he's not English. Maybe he's English. I don't know. UK? Mm, maybe. <laughs> Possibly. I'll look this up. Okay. Um, and I'm going to feel bad because he's. I'm a fan of his, and I don't, don't know, know where he I, lives. But uh, hold on, David Thorpe. Um, uh, nope, that's not the right. That's a jazz band, David Thorpe. That's not going to be it. <laughs> People are probably yelling through British. He's yes, he's British. He's British. I knew he was, but I just wanted to double check. Um, so I'm sitting there talking to him, and I'm like, I'm at Fox Hill talking to David Thorpe. Like it doesn't get much better. It's pretty bitching. So. If you are a fan, if this is one event that you need to try to go to, again, I'm not a huge geek out kind of guy when it comes to vintage bikes. My dad has a Triumph. Like, I think it's cool. I respect it. Now that I've gone and got a taste of how many bikes are there and how many people are there, it's changed my mind about... Are you in? Yes. Oh boy. And, and Steve didn't believe me because we brought Mathis. Of course, you guys know that. And he's like, yo, you don't want to come back because of the experience I had with the bikes. And I'm like... No, it actually makes me want to come back more because I've had, I didn't have a great experience, right? Because my bikes kind of took a crap a little yeah. bit. But like, I, and the fact that everyone's so cool and the fact that the the track was fun and there was so many people, there's so many things to do. Like it's a party. Yeah. But yet people are racing. And then when it's time to race, they're serious. So it's just one of those things I want to go back to and, and do. But So if you haven't been. Old man. Is it old man UK Loretta's? Yes. Okay. And it's a vintage bike Loretta's. That's a great way to put it. Vintage bike Loretta lens without the qualifying to get there. And without the, the little 50s. And it might be almost as expensive probably, I would assume. <laughs> I think it's I think it's quite a lot to uh, 
to enter and camp and things. But I don't know. It was it was it was it was a good time. So anyway, I got there on a Thursday. Doc Wobbs and Dave uh, invited me and Steve. So Steve and I met up on Thursday. Doug Dubach picked me up. Shout out to Doug for being our chauffeur, our guide for the whole time. Doug's been there a month when I landed. <laughs> Doug's been riding vintage bikes. Doug's been racing vintage races. He's been traveling to France. Gina Carter's come over. They've done. They've gone over to Scotland. They they're just all over hell. He's just living over there for a month in in Dave's uh, trailer. Uh, is he still there? No, he left. So finally Doug's, left. Doug's finally home. He's finally home. Oh, okay. I wasn't quite home yet. I had to stay back uh, another week in back east in the, in the states to test. And Doug texts me a picture. He was driving through the desert. He's like, "I'm at, I'm at your hood." I go, ahead, "Say hi to Heather for me." <laughs> he was there. I'm surprised he didn't knowing no, him. He didn't. Damn it, um, Douglas. So yeah, he was there racing all different kinds of vintage races. He was going to these guys' shops, showing. He was showing me these Frankenstein bikes that these guys are building. These guys go crazy. So Doug's all in on this shit. So he kind of got me hyped up leading to here. Um, <laughs> Friday was like tech inspection, and they have show and shine. You know what that is? No. A show and shine is like um. Uh, where they lay out all the bikes and people put their bikes out in one area so people can walk around and see what you know uh, what, what there what there is and there's a judge they judge each class who has the best looking bike. Okay. Um, so it's almost like a car show. It's a car show for bikes for vintage bikes. Gotcha. People drinking beers, putting their bikes out. Well, I looked up the website when you were gone mm-hmm. to kind of have an idea of like what was happening, and every, like just the way they word things was like way different. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Beans and mash. No, I was like, I'll see if I can find it. Like, Anyway, so the show and shine in tech was on Friday. I was hanging out. So two things. Nick Pritchett had an 89 CR125. He was nice enough to let me borrow his bike. And then, of course, Phil Denton Engineering. They do a ton of cool one-off parts for vintage bikes. Um, the whole family over there is awesome. They had, I had a great time with the guys, and, and it's Probably one of the best times I've had in a long time just to hang out and bullshit and super down-to-earth dudes. And if you guys are looking for great parts for your old vintage bikes, Phil Denton Engineering, they do a lot of really quality stuff. And they had a lot of parts on um, big-names guys' bikes, too, that are racing. So um, they have a big uh, portion in that vintage uh, slot that uh, a lot of people can't find. So I know Steve bought some parts from Phil uh, Denton Engineering, and I was on a, t- a 2000 CR250, so... I was ride red while I was there. Red red. Uh, 89 CR125 and then a 2000 CR250. So my bikes look badass. Uh, I will say this, Heather. Yes. I wish back in the day from 87 to 89, I always wanted to ride a Honda. But I I didn't. Our buddy Tucker, he had an 87 CR125. He let me ride. So I rode the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when I was 89, I was a 125 novice. I just turned 125 novice. And... I was on an 89 RM125, and I used to get fucking worked by Hondas all the time because Hondas were the shit back then. So to be on one that I never could be able to be on when I was younger was kind of cool for me. A little nostalgic. Um, So that's what I was about to say. Me and Doug were standing in the tech line where they would, you have to tech your helmet, tech the bikes, and then you'd go around and follow this line, and at the very end of the line, they would have this like little board, and you'd put your your bike up and you stand in front of it and you would take a photo. There was a photographer there so you could get your own photo with your bike, you know? Uh-huh. So I literally stood there for two and a half hours watching these bikes come in and out of this tent. <laughs> I cannot believe how many quality looking bikes there are, not only out there in the world, but what these guys did to them. There is so much love and dedication and money spent in these bikes it's unbelievable. It took. It made me so happy. And and Steve's like, "What the fuck are you doing in here for so long?" I go, "Are you not seeing all these bikes in here? It's unbelievable." Like we had to set up for the show. We had a show Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. So Steve's kind of setting up, and he's like, are "You gonna fucking help me?" I'm like, "No, I want to see these bikes. I'm taking pictures of all these bikes and throwing throwing them up on Keyfrink testing." Which is uh, actually social. kind of surprising that Steve wouldn't want to actually look at the bike because hasn't he done a couple of like projects? Yes, and bikes? he did. He he like looked around. But he did. He walked around and looked. He did. He was good about that. But I was like, I couldn't believe how many were rolling in. Like, it was nonstop. Like, <laughs> Just the floodgates were open. Nonstop. 
And this is kind of before I ventured out to see how many people were there. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of drove in, saw, and then went right to our pit area where Doc Wobb sat, like, where the Americans were. Yeah. And we just kind of stunt, stayed around there. And, and the tent, um, they called the beer tent, which was the tech tent at the time, before it was beer tent. So tech tent turned beer tent? Yes. Oh, boy. Um, they just rolled in these bikes. And I saw Suzuki's that I had when I was younger. I saw Hondas that I always wanted. CR, I've never seen so many CR500s in my life. Um, more Honda 500s than KX500s. Like, uh, there was a Grant Langston replica KTM 125, 2002 or one. Unbelievable. Had the South African, like, it was down to a T of what Grant's bike looked like when he was racing. Like, really? to a T. From the font, from the South American flag, like, to the seat cover, to, like, Unbelievable. And then people go race these and roach them out? Yes. <laughs> and then I would say maybe 50% of them break. This is a whole other story we're going to get into, too. But so much money is spent on these bikes. It looks pristine. Some of them don't even look like they've been ridden. There are some Suzuki's that had a blue motor. Like, back when I was, you know, looking at those, back in the day people were racing them, uh-huh. the blue motor looked like dog shit within three to four rides. It looked brand new, like they had the exact spray paint of the blue color. Like it, it was just crazy. There was, um, you know, peak pro circuit KX125s. Like every rider from that era, mm-hmm. those bikes were there. Uh, unbelievable, Ryan Villapoto replicas. <laughs> just so much cool shit. Like it's really cool if you're a geek about dirt bikes, you could just stay and go Friday and be like, "Fuck, man." There's so many cool looking bikes. So did you talk to Villo at all? Like was he impressed on his replica bikes that were there or did he just kind of like No, he loved it. Dude. So Ryan likes it so much. And I I've, I've known Ryan for years. People that don't know Ryan, like really really down like he's a total different person now that he's not racing. He was still that person while he was racing, but he was serious and only the people behind the curtain got to see Ryan, right? Mm-hmm. People in front of the curtain got racer Ryan. Got racer because he had to make his money and do his thing, and he had certain responsibilities. But, like, I've known Ryan since he was little. We used to do photo shoots together when he was on 80s, and he was a little bitch, and he was crying because he didn't ride enough, and we'd make fun of him, and he would talk shit to you. And, like, Ryan's been Ryan for a long time. Well, I listened. He didn't even go race because he wasn't ready because he knew how serious it was. But he's like, dude, I just want to go because it's such a great time. And he's like, I like looking at the bikes. So he just... Carried a Sharpie around the whole fucking weekend and signed autographs. And some guy had a tattoo of Ryan Villapoto's name on his leg. Wow. He signed it. And then he went and got it tatted. He got it tatted. Well, I listened when I tried to watch the racing live. Uh, Ryan was in with the guys announcing. And he was talking about how much he loves it. It's like his second home over there. And he just likes to drink beer and hang out and shoot the shit. That's why he likes it. Because <laughs> these British people drink. And he... Drinks. He doesn't turn down, like someone offers him something, he will drink it. Like, I, I go... Do they have Coors Light over there? Because that's like his beer. What is he don't give a fuck. <laughs> he's drinking whatever. Like, oh. And as soon if I'm around and he gets offered a beer, he's in my ass about, you and don't drink, you a bitch. I'm a pussy, you don't drink. You're a bitch, Kiefer. So, this is how much he likes it and respects what's going on over there. That's cool. Uh, so show and shine was unbelievable. If you want to go look at some of the bikes I posted, you can go to my, uh, Instagram, Kiefer Inc. Testing Instagram, and there's a lot of them over there. Uh, but just unbelievable for the amount of work and detail that are in some of these bikes and the people that I, they've built them are really, really cool. And most of them know the sport. Most of them currently listen to the show, have listened to my show. They're really connected to our industry. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, some of these guys that you see here in the States, they might be old codgers that build these bikes and know nothing about current what's going, state of affairs that's going on in our sport. Yeah. These guys are not like that. They're in The British fans are all in on every aspect. That's cool. So a lot different than the American side of things. Um, so after Friday, after I knew a little bit how big it was, um, I was, so I was racing... They call Evo 125 over 35, which I heard was a really competitive class. 
Um, and then I was racing the the World Team Trophy Dis Nations on a team called Team America. America? Did, you, did you know that? No, I didn't know. So that. there's Team America, which was Zach uh, Bowers, Bowers, and um, Brownie. Brownie. And then there was another team of called Team America. It was Spinks, Elliot Banks Brown, and then me. They put me on that because one guy didn't come or didn't show up, so they put me on that team. Mm-hmm. Didn't know much about the riders that I was on. Yeah. But the, from the people Friday, like, oh, you got a good team. Those guys are good. And I'm like, okay. And I talked to Banks Brown, Elliot, nice dude. Where are they from? British. Oh. Britain. Um, so it's America without America? Without the A. <laughs> America? Uh, Americans? Great guy. Fast as shit. Like, unbel- Elliot won a moto. Uh-huh. Um, just shredders. Really good. You know, these guys, I told Elliot, he needs to come over here and race a national because he's really good. Yeah. So. Huh. So, you know, I was on a good team. So, I was like, oh, shit, I actually kind of have to do something. <laughs> and, I, and I've and i never rented a vintage bike in, a, in since right. Steve's 89 CR125 that I rode, right? Yeah. These guys ride them all the time. I learned that there are groups, like clubs, that have old bikes <laughs> that go ride together on these old bikes at tracks. So they, this is like a constant thing throughout the year. Is people ride these things during the year. So I'm like, well, fuck, man. I learned that Saturday morning we woke up, there's a timed qualifying to, for a gate pick, and then Fox Hill's gate is pretty heavy on the inside. If you're not within the first five, six, you're fucked. So I'm like, I gotta go pin it on a bike you've never on a ridden. bike I've never even ridden, <laughs> soft suspension on a track I've never even ridden. I gotta learn it, and we had five laps. So I'm like, well, I'm fucked. I'm gonna get a shitty gate pick because I'm not gonna send it. All right. I got work to do when I get home. All right. I think I qualified. Uh, what did I qualify? Eleventh. I I don't know because it was so hard to watch. I qualified eleventh. Lifetime. And then I qualified. There, was, there I, wasn't lifetime. I mean, it I was. I qualified twentieth in the the trophy thing, the trophy team race. Was that the 250? Yeah. yeah, which I started feeling better when I was on the 250 because I was like, I wasn't jumping shit on the 125 because it was like, oh, God, it's slow. <laughs> oh, God, it's soft. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Oh I don't God, know I'm what it's die. going to do when I jump it. So I'm like, I'm, I suck. So imagine, I, I was surprised I got 11th. <laughs> oh, here's I think another I, did, thing. I did see that one, yes. Here's another portion of it that's detrimental to my psyche. You get guys that they look really bad riding. And Not then, like you're like, oh my god, that guy sucks. And then you find out you're behind that guy in qualifying, and you're like, <laughs> oh my god, I suck. <laughs> so this is what pissed me off a little bit is these dudes <laughs> that I'm like, oh my god, dude, I gotta get my shit together. And they're fast on their bikes, and it's really important to have a fast 125. I've learned that too. I was going up hills wide open. And there was dudes blowing by me up the hill. And I'm like, there is no way these guys are on 125s. I know big bores. I've ridden them. These guys are on some big bores. Okay, so the bikes that Zach and Bowers and Brownie rode. Yeah. Did I see, did did Twisted do the motor for Zach's bike over there? Did I see that right? No. Uh, Wobbs does all of them. He does the, all that stuff. So Twisted might have did something, maybe the head. But I sorry. don't know. I just saw Zach had posted something. It was, and it, I swore he tasked, uh, twisted in it because he was over testing a couple days prior riding his race bike. So do they get completely like modded bikes then for this yeah. event? Yeah. And then you guys are just on like stock stuff that but like. No, mine was modded. Mine had head work and stuff. But it's like they're so old. But it depends on what kind of work you're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys are doing all different kinds of stuff with the head <laughs> and the carb, you know. <laughs> You know, and my the the CR125 that I ran, Nick's one CR125 was a good bike. It ran good until it didn't, but like it ran fine when it did. Yeah, it just needed to be faster. Yeah, and the brakes weren't good. My front brake was smoked. So like it's old bikes, right? So shits shits happening throughout the day. Steve and I were laughing about it because <laughs> every time you walked up to someone, they're like, "Oh yeah, my something broke." Bloody hell! Oh fucking hell! That's that's another thing British love. They just love saying fucking hell. Anything yeah. that goes, ah, oh, fucking hell. I'm going to identify as a Brit from now on. Fucking hell. So, hey, man, how'd it go? Oh, front brake went out. Hey, man, how was your ride? Oh, dude, my bike took a shit on the second <laughs> lap. Dude, how was it out there? Oh, rear brake went out. Like, no one was like, man, I had a good ride. It was fun. <laughs> Everyone's like, shit's happening. But it's so common and normal. You're like, okay. And then what's 
even more awesome is people have the parts to fix it there. Within this paddock, there's so many fucking parts, I bet, <laughs> that people fix it and, it, and they have a great time doing it. So it's a light event. Like, it's light. You're not super pissed besides Brownie. You're not super pissed, but yet you want to do good when you're racing. Yeah. How did Doug do? Had problems, too. His fucking handlebars fell on his lap on this on one of the races. His handlebars fell? Yeah, yeah like he's riding slammed, and the handlebars slipped all the way down his lap because the clamp were loose, or they weren't tight enough. <sighs> and then he has a problem with his brakes, too. He was riding some dudes. He didn't even know who this guy was. He just met him and like, yeah, I'll ride your stuff, and he rode it, and he raced it. <laughs> so It sounds like a cluster. So like everyone's working cluster. on their bikes between motos, right? Doug's working on his shit. Do you guys have mechanics? Or you? Yeah, I had, obviously, the Phil Denton guys and Nick was there. They they did all my stuff for me. I didn't do shit. That's but what they the, don't go to the line I think that's what you. makes the experience for me a lot better. I don't have to do any work on the bikes. But they don't go to the line with you, right? Yeah. The guys went to the line with me. Nick went to the line with me and, you know. I watched them load one gate and it was like they just loaded them in and I saw nobody Steve with. Even the guys went to the line. Yeah, yeah. I saw no one. Whatever race it was, I don't even know. And I'm like. Oh, we're just going to, like, there was no packing of the gate. Like, the one guy's, okay, like, so trying to set that's his whole shot. So, a couple of rules I didn't know about when I got there. I should have known. No tear-offs. Can't have tear-offs. So, you need roll-offs? Roll-offs or you wipe. So, there was a, a company that sh- sold a little film that went over your goggles. So, you stuck it over your an adhesive uh-huh. film and would help you wipe. So, that's what I had. Why no tear-offs? Just for Can't the- litter. Can't litter. And then the second rule is there's no packing of the gate. So basically the the race – so if you're in staging, the race is out there because the race course went through the – like kind of around the start, so we couldn't stage while that race oh. was going. Once that race was over, then we got to go across the track. The flagger was there. He lined you up. So if I was 11th, I didn't get 11th pick. I got the 11th gate. That's how it was. Yeah, I saw them. I was like well, – You just lined up. Yeah. So be like, oh, you got 11th pick. I'm like, cool. No, no, there's no pick. I didn't get the pick. I just went down the row. So number one got number one. <laughs> and then I got the 11 pick. So if you want, like, gate number six, you got to make sure that you get you got gate qualify six. sixth. Yeah, you got six. Yeah, if you so, want that yeah, gate. So some guys would, like, pack a little bit themselves and do their thing, but I just rolled in. Like, I don't give a shit. I saw one guy, like, trying to set his whole shot. No, the guy in front of me, he would, like, pack his gate. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, dude. I don't care. I'm not doing that shit. But you're not allowed to? You can do that yourself, but you can have a mechanic do it. Your uh, mechanic wasn't allowed to go to the line with you. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So they can't go over to the actual gate no, with you. No, here's an example. So when was it? That's Sun- why I didn't see Sunday anybody. morning on my 125 moto, my first moto Sunday morning of 125, we are allowed to parade lap before our motos, right? Mm-hmm. Well, on the parade lap, my 125, <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. So going, I barely made it up the hill. People are like, and I'm like, oh shit. So then I just went straight back to the water truck lane and I went to the staging area, right, to look around. Couldn't find my guy. Uh-oh. So I'm like, well, fuck, I just rode back to the pit. Well, my mic's not going to make it. Turned out there was water and a lot of electrical and, and it just was shit, right? So. Oh, that happened. Power washing. Oh. Got a little crazy with the power washer. Oh. They didn't stay away. Oh. That was one of the problems. But yeah, unless you weren't back to the staging, they can't help you. So oh. you're on your own. <laughs> hey, guys and gals. Sorry for the interruption. We'll be right back. Listen to these commercials and save yourself some moolah. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t shirt. You can get anything you want on that t shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirt printing business Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free t-shirts That's what I'm talking about ScreenPrintingDone.com I know it's tough sometimes guys What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about 
two and a half years now. I've had great results. You guys are looking for some great oil. The Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, it's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on Earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here, 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and, man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, That'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, Look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So, protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. You guys want to go check out the new 2023 Yamaha YZs? Thinking about buying one? Or maybe a two-stroke? The new YZ 450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. Don't worry, the old tried-and-true 2023 YZ 250F, no changes for 2023, but still the great same shootout-winning 250F. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. So go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA. The pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right, the one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA, Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. Time. Why you? Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. 
Getting started is super easy with LipPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? LipPro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and LitPro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at com. Go to LitPro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on com. You like to go ride? Are you over the age of 30 like myself? Well, guess what? There's an association where you can go racing and you have a great time. Five motos over the complete weekend. You can go to oldtimersmx.com, but they're going to change their name to International Vet Motocross Series. You can check them out here very soon. But several races over several months all over the western United States. It's going to be a fun time. And let me tell you guys, I just went racing last week, and it is a great time if you haven't been out racing in quite some time and you're an older gentleman or a lady they have plenty classes for you there's people out there that enjoy riding and racing dirt bikes just like yourself but hey you got to go do it you got to go check them out right now go to oldtimersmx.com but again we're going to change our name up to ivmx international vet motocross association so go look for them and if you have any questions about the series hit me up chris at keyforinktesting.com and we'll get you out there and have some fun, get some gate drops. Okay, we're back with the VMX DN show. Thanks for hanging tight. On with it. These some of these guys, some of the mechanics that were with these riders in the one twenty five class, dudes had fucking backpacks full of parts. Like I had a there was a guy with a fanny pack, right? Uh-huh. That had a, 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 a T handle holder. Uh-huh. And a backpack. <coughs> Excuse me. With a <clears throat> with a brake whole brake system hanging out the back of the backpack, like he was ready to rock. Shit went south. <laughs> he can rebuild a whole. This bike. guy was ready to fucking jam on it. I was like, it's a five lap race. I'm like, what are you going to do with all that shit, dude? But just in case, man, a spark plug would have been nice. I probably could use a spark plug. <laughs> we so, don't have that. We got a brake system. Anyway, as serious as it is, it's it's really super fun. So Saturday. Just give you a rundown. I'm sure you guys already heard this part, but 125 race was first. I didn't do great. Just wasn't used to the bike. You know, I'm not pinning it. Um, and then the next race was the first moto of the Vet Des Nations Trophy, you know, team race, right? Uh-huh. The 250 ran awesome, felt good, had good brakes. Like, it was strong. Fucking throttle stuck off a double. <laughs> like... I, I didn't know it was stuck until I was up in the air looking up straight at the sky, hearing my bike still wide open in the air, and I'm trying to shut the throttle off, but it wasn't doing it. So I went to grab the clutch lever to pull it in in the air because I knew that was – when your throttle sticks, that's your go-to. Just pull the clutch in. Yeah. People freak out when it happens, but if you can just remember to pull the clutch in no matter what, how loud or wide open you are, if you pull the clutch in, you're safe. Well, when I landed, my hand slipped off as I hit – and it caught again, and I was going, I mean, I landed almost in the corner anyway. And then when the turn kind of veered up to the right going up the hill, I started going up the hill and used the grass berm embankment, launched my bike off that, almost hit a fucking flagger. Oh, my god! I flipped, laying on the ground. I hear my bike wide open about 10 feet away from me. Some flagger was going to go pick it up. I yelled at him not to pick it up. Oh, God. <coughs> and then it blew up. Because it was running out of fuel on its side, and it just got lean and blew up. Well, that's probably for the, so, the better. So, in my mind, during that moto, that was the first lap, by the way, people. Uh, I realized I almost died. Mm-hmm. And then after I rolled it down and realized we, I blew up the engine, I'm sitting there watching the race because the flag was like, hey, you got to sit here until the end of the race to push your bike out. Okay. So, I'm sitting there. It starts to I, – I start getting this thing overwhelming, like – Oh, my God, dude. It could have been so much worse. The hills at Fox Hill are so steep. Think of Mount St. Helens at Glen Helen, right? Yeah. Shorter. 
a little bit steeper. Ugh. The drop away is down. If that would have stuck off of that thing. Yeah. Not good. We would not have the show. Nope. You would not have a husband. Aid wouldn't have a father. God. That would be a wrap. At a vintage race. Hey, how'd your, how'd your uh, husband die? Eh, racing a vintage race. That's not the way I would want to go. Luckily, that didn't happen, so I was thinking about that. And then the second thing that came to my mind was like, okay, let's say somehow they get this bike started, because I didn't know it was blown up, right? I mean, I knew it was blown up, but I didn't know if they could fix it, okay? Were you out? Would they find what happened to me? I've had things happen to me as a test rider that I've explained to engineers like, I don't see anything, nothing's wrong. Right. And they would have to send you back out. To try and re-replicate As a test rider, it. you know you what you felt. But <coughs> they don't believe you or they didn't find it. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm thinking to myself, fuck. <laughs> if they fix this bike and they don't find anything wrong with the throttle or, or carb or anything, they're going to say, are you going to race second moto? And what am I supposed to say? If I say no, <laughs> no. I'm a pussy. Right? Oh, we don't see anything. It's fine. You're a pussy-ass bitch. Or you you go race, and then you die. Right? Well, wasn't Steve supposed to race? Look at Let's hold on. I'm, I'm getting my say- thought process here. So, thank God they found the slide broke. The, broke. the slide was broken. Comes to find out Doc Wobbs have seen this happen three other times in the same day at a test they had a long time ago. Because the, the slide, yes, the slide gets snapped so hard in the spring, snap, 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 over time, that it breaks the edges off the slide and then hangs up the, the, the throttle cable. Hold up. So you mean to tell me? Only one guy has seen this that we knew. The Phil Denton guys, the Steve and all the dudes there, like they didn't, they didn't know. But one guy knew, and it happened three times in one day. But so long ago. We're talking years and years ago. So it's not something that you're like, oh, yeah, man, have you changed your slide? It's not a common part you change. You, if a slide's a slide. You put it in, it works, it goes up and down, you're like, okay, good. <clears throat> like, you don't see the fatigue on it. I mean, unless you see a crack, which you never do, right? So it, it was crazy that that happened to us. And it couldn't have broken, shut, shutting off. It broken wide open. <laughs> So, and that's the thing Wob said. He's like, this happened three times, but all of them were shut when it happened. Oh, so So they're, it wouldn't go anywhere. Mine went the opposite way. (laughs) But shout out to the Phil Denton. They built a great bike. It looked awesome. It felt awesome until then. And they're just a bunch of good dudes. Like, it's not, I felt so bad for them. Right. Because they took so much time and effort and they do such a good job. I told them next year, I'm coming back. I'm racing that bike. I'm going to come back, we're going to race that bike, and I'm going to go. So, Excuse me? Yeah. I'm, I have no problem with it. I The reason why I have no problem with it is because I know the guys. I know they'll take care of me. There's a You know how I am with people. Like, you know yeah. the people that are going to take care of you. Yeah. Those guys are but legit. They, but, we'll talk about it in a year. No. You're going to go <laughs> next year. You're going. Okay. You're going to go. You're going to meet them, and you'll understand what I'm saying. No, I... It's nothing... I'm... The bike, like Christine, man. Like, no, it's fine. It's a freak thing. Shit happens, right? But I'm glad. You've had it- a lot of freak things happen to you in the last year. Yes. So. I think someone's watching over me. Yeah. Someone likes you up there. I know. But uh, so I'm gonna, I told those guys I'm going to come back. We're going to race again. I, I really hope that um, we can have Team America again. I'd be gone. So, Spinks, Banks Brown, if you're listening, I'm in. I'll be better. Our shit will be correct. <laughs> a little podium. We're gonna what, do. It. What did your team end up finishing? Um, they're like seventh. They had a couple problems the next next couple motos, but like we would have been pretty good. Yeah. How long are the motos? Uh, there were seven laps, so they're fairly fairly long. Yeah, it's fifteen minutes or so. Did you drink a beer at the beer tent? No. <laughs> drink. I mean, I feel like after that day, you might have had a beer. No. <laughs> Uh, and then, so there was two motos each day, and the total four-moto format is the winner, right? Uh-huh. So it's not a day winner. Right. Two motos each day, four motos, you get a winner. 
Neville Bradshaw was really fast on a 125. Oh, yeah, I watched him. He, he was shredded. He ripping. Brownie was in my 125 moto. He didn't have a good time. He didn't even race the last moto. His bike blew up the first moto. <laughs> yeah. um, and then he had to get a backup bike, so he wasn't happy. Are uh, you allowed to have backup bikes? Yes. Oh, do they go to impound too? No, I don't think you, as long as you tech tech both of them, I think you're fine. Oh. I think you can have two two bikes. So you can race swap them out if you want. I think so, yeah. I don't know the whole I don't know the rules a lot, but I think that's what happened to Brownie. Gotcha. And if I I don't know how many people actually care if it's that serious or not. I don't see anybody protesting. It, it's serious but not that serious. Right. Okay. Uh You had to fix Brownie's bike. He had a mental Meltdown. Mental masturbation, is that what you're going to say? No, it's mental meltdown. Uh, Barber Chef meltdown. killed on 500s. Tommy Searle killed on his KX 250. Uh, like I said, Elliot Banks Brown won a moto. Uh, the Brits were really good all, you know, the yeah. whole time. America's basically got their ass kicked. I mean, poor Tyler. He wasn't ready for what he was about to get himself into. <laughs> and his 500 that he rode probably wasn't as good as his 500 at home. Um, even though Doc did a great job, he just there's not enough time. Like he was there, he rode it once, and then you hop on. Like it's tough, right? Especially for these guys that we have in Team USA that don't race professionally all the time. Besides Zach, yeah, I mean Mike races sometimes. Tyler doesn't race anymore. Mike races a lot. No, he does. He races Loretta's and and a couple things. And I feel like that was his warm up race for this. Then, yeah, I don't know. And his bike broke there too. <laughs> and then so Tyler doesn't doesn't race. So he he got an eye. Yeah. He said he'd like to come back, too, and be better. Be prepared. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about, and Dave King asked me about this, who do you think from America would be good at this and who would want to come? I said Shorty. Yeah. I feel uh, like Shorty would be good at this. I don't know. Shorty's into his, like, Dakar shit. No, he's not. He's not doing it anymore. He's not doing Dakar anymore? No. He's just helping little man. He's, H is racing. Hudson. Turd. So, I mean, obviously Andrew broke his back. Yeah, and he's right. He's back. I think he's back riding. But I think this is something that he would like to do. He likes nostalgia. He appreciates dirt bikes in general, and he. I think he can still race at a high level, and he can be good. Oh yeah, maybe. So, Shorty, I know you listen to the show. If you're listening, let me know. Hit me up. Let's get you in contact with Dave. Well, I, I don't know if you saw the picture he posted the other day. He went riding. He was wearing the chesting. He was wearing it outside the jersey. And he had the shoulder pads and the arm pads on. He's all, yep, I'm all in. Dressing for the crash? <laughs> Jeez. You get old, man. You hit the ground. It doesn't uh, exactly feel any better than you did. Wrap you yourself know. in bubble wrap. No shit, right? Well, I mean, look at Doug. Doug had a bad one. Yeah. Doug had a bad crash that weekend, too. He fucking fell off a ledge. Not he a hit a pipe. There's, just, there's there's things that don't move around this track, by the way, at Fox Hill, if you guys have been there. These insides have poles or fences Oh, because the insides, are, it's like proper old school motocross there. It's like shit that you see back in the day. It's not like safety first there on the track. There's things sticking out and like. No SpongeBob's? You got to you keep your head in a swivel, okay? No hay So bales. if the rut, the rut is close to that fence, you go to lean in, the fence ain't fence. moving. Okay. You're going to smash your hand. Uh, I think uh, one of the guys who, uh, um, one of the guys broke his his leg because he hit a pole. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So they don't put SpongeBob's out or hay bales or Pocock. Pocock broke his leg. He raced with a broken leg. How the hell do you race with a broken leg? I don't know, dude. He got surgery like the next week. He raced the last moto. So props to those guys for winning. He toughed it out. He Fucking had to. Hell. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus. Dude. <laughs> Well, I can't wait for this next year. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a really good time. So if you're an American and you want a destination vacation right. and you like dirt bikes. And you like vintage bet bikes. motocross the nations, man. There's a drone shot. Um, you go to VMXDN uh, on Instagram. There's a drone shot of the people and how many cars are parked. It is unbelievable. Like, do people just like... How's the crowd? So when we drove in Thursday from the freeway, there's an overpass that goes over the freeway into the track, like two and a half miles uh-huh. from the tracks where the freeway is. There was a motorhomes all the way across the overpass. I'm like, is that the race? He's like, and Doug's like, yeah. People are waiting to get in line Thursday. It's nuts. Wow. Yeah. So do they just get like Sendy like? Beer tent, dude. I didn't stay at the beer tent that much because uh, I was racing and I wanted to get back after the show. We had two Pulp, Ep- Pulp MX live shows 
uh, which were really fun. Brought a lot of the guys up there. Um, really a good time. People were really responsive, so it was it was fun. But I went home, but uh, Steve stayed back a little bit and he said it was really, really fun. People talking shit. Um, not this year, but last year they had to shut it down because there was a big fight. <laughs> I guess there was no fights this year, so that's cool. No Moto Moms Mud Wrestling? No Moto Moms Mud Wrestling. And it's weird that the uh, it's not like the women there are interested in motorcycles. I saw a few, like... Girlfriends that maybe didn't know anything about it, but most of the women there knew it was going on. It, it was cool. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but, yeah, so basically, for me, guys, shit the bed on the races, but had a great time in general, and it was a great event. And thank you to, of course, the Phil Denton Engineering family and, of course, Nick for letting me borrow his bike and Doc Wobbs and Dave for having me out. That was – I hope they invite me back next year. I think they really want to do the Pulp MX show bigger than – they did this year for next year. Uh huh. We had some sound issues does the first Steve, night. Does Steve try and race next year? Yes. Since he couldn't race this year. Yes. And he actually felt like shit. Like he was like, man, it looks really fun. So he was, he was kind of bummed that he didn't get to race. So, mm. but it's just one of those deals. Like uh, it's it's very hard for me to get excited or impressed, and you know this. Yeah. This actually impressed me. I've seen a lot of things in my time, but this was really, really, really <laughs> cool. I mean, I would just like to have Aiden go, too, just so he knows. So when he gets older, he can appreciate what he just went to. Because yeah. maybe he goes next year and doesn't fully understand, understand. but he will. And it, I would like him to race some races. There's a, there's a class that he could race that's under 35 that he could race. On a vintage bike? Yeah, like a, give him like a 125. So anybody has an older 125, my kid can race Aiden's in. You're fine. Why do you say no? What is wrong with you? Why are you such a pussy? Guys, you almost died. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's just a slide. It it happened. As long here's the thing. As long as we knew what the problem was, I'm okay. That's what I was worried about. Okay. I was worried about not finding something and then saying, Yeah, man, you gotta go rice again. I don't wanna do that. That's uh, tough. All right. In my time as a test rider. I don't know how many times I've almost died. Yeah. And I'm like, I got so lucky. But yeah. They, but they find the problem, and I'm okay with it. A lot of times it's electrical, and they really can't pinpoint it, and it's so scary. Because I got to go back out and do the same jumps and do the things. And you and as a test guy, when they're they're on stopwatch, yeah, you got to kind of do that. And it's an unnerving feeling. And you and my family doesn't understand that. Like, I come home. Sometimes I'm like, you have no idea what I just went through for three days. Stress. No, I know. This this vintage thing is not stress. Okay. That's they found it. So Okay. Well. Aiden will have fun. Okay. Let's let's build Aiden a bike. I'm gonna rip uh Steve's eighty nine CR one twenty five for like three months before I leave. <laughs> I told him. <laughs> We're gonna have Loretta's prep. We're gonna have what is this no, world? Forget Loretta's. I'm not race Loretta's. No, I'm talking about Aiden. Aiden's oh, going to be yeah. prepping for Loretta's. You're going to be prepping for the world. I'm going to race on an 89 CR125. At Loretta's? Yeah. Push it up onto the uh, podium like someone else did. I could qualify on that in the 40 class. I would not podium, though. <laughs> It'd be tough. Pull a rhino. That'd be fun to race a 125 there. I got me. My wheels turning a little bit. At Loretta's? Yeah. Oh, fuck. You just said you weren't racing Loretta's. I, I need to find some kind of bike, other different bike to race to get me excited. Mm. Mm. Uh, shout out to Fletch, by the way. Oh, little Fletch. Little Fletcher. 11 years old. He's cute. He uh, took care of all of my gear. If you guys want to know about Fletch, listen to the last week's Monday's uh, Pulp Show. We have five minutes with Fletch. If you want to follow him, five minutes with Fletch on Instagram. One of the brightest 11-year-olds I've met. Fun to be around. He got... All of my gear ready. Every He picked out my gear and my wardrobe. He wanted me to change like three times on Saturday. I go, look, Fletch. <laughs> it's not the Grammy. We're not doing that. He's like, well, you need to wear this American gear for your your uh, trophy uh, team moto. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you that. I'll do that. But I ain't changing everything. He's like, oh, mate, this looks better over here. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> so he hooked me up, washed my boots, washed my helmet, gave me water after every time I came in. He took care of all the American guys. So, um, yeah, 
good job to his family for raising a cool kid. And he's going to be a smart little fucker when he gets older, man. He's trying to come over here. He, he knows. He knew a lot about me. He knew a lot about Aiden. He knew everything about Ryan. He like, he did his homework on the riders before they got there. Nice. Crazy. And then he interviewed like six different people. He interviewed me, Steve, uh, Bowers, Five Minutes with Fletch. He had his own little handheld selfie holder for his phone. He started pushing recording. He told me how to bring in the intro to lead into his show. <laughs> like, yeah. Just this is what makes the event. All of these things, right? The right. racing, great. But all of the things in between the racing was what was really cool. Yeah. Good food trucks. Food trucks were good. I saw a woman, a wife, with a drunk husband. As he was sitting down talking shit to his friends, she pulled the chair out underneath him, and he fell on his ass. All the beer all, spilled all over him. It was one of the funnest things I've seen in a long time. She ran away because like, she was scared because she knew she was going to get yelled at or something. The dude ate shit with the beer all over him. People were dying laughing. That was a fun time. So, just- Did she yell at him? Did he yell at her, I mean? Oh, yeah. She, he was pissed after. Well, she ran away <laughs> after he was sitting there with the beer all of them for like two minutes. Started getting mad. Oh, boy. But she was gone by then. <laughs> Wonder if they're still together. Uh, Mike Brown, I love you. Hopefully you have better luck next year. Hopefully he comes back next year. <laughs> He'll come back. He was worried about his bike. I, got, I had to go test Tommy's bike and Mike's bike down the, the pit lane to see if they're even. They're pretty <sighs> close. Um. But rough go for Mike. It's been a rough go to last Loretta's and this vintage race. Yeah, Mike might Bet be out. Extent. He might be out, man. Drop the mic. No, he's not out. He know him. He's going to race till 80. He's going to race national next year. I know. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, well. And then it's going to put him out of Loretta's for two years. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. No shit. I didn't think about that. That's a great, that's a great point. I don't think it's going to be two years. I think he's just going to stop. He was saying, I think that, you know, after he races next year and then goes to a national, I think he said that's it for him doing the Loretta thing. Well, yeah, but I'm saying if even but if. But then what happens is now Villa will come. All these other guys, assholes, will show up. But Villa, they're not 40. Yeah, they will be. They're not that old. Eventually, they will be. Eventually. Yeah. Um. So that's a, that's a synopsis of what happened at the VIP. MX designations. Go check them out. Follow them on the socials. Show up next year, guys. It's a good time. I'm bringing the family. You're going. Sorry. So just plan it right now. Dave, Wobbs, I'm bringing the family. So we're doing that. Our anniversary is going to be over in the UK. Better than not spending it together, right? True. True? True. A lot of people wish me happy anniversary, too, while I was there. So they knew. Yeah. Right. I still think you forgot. I didn't forget. <laughs> I talked to you one time, and then I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to tell you happy anniversary, but I already knew it was. Uh-huh. You want to know why I knew? <laughs> because I already wrote out the caption that I wanted to say on my notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're really having one, aren't you, on this show? Ew. You are, huh? No. You won't let Aiden race, bitching to be about anniversary. I'm not bitching. Oh, boy. I'm not bitching. I'm just giving you shit. Keep the show entertaining. Mm-hmm. People think that I just, yes, yes, whatever you want, dear. Better. <laughs> just kidding. No, you're fine. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting this show. We'll be back. I might just throw up another show this week, too, about the Road to Mammoth Part 3 with Eddie Lair. We're going to record that this week. Yeah, when are you doing that? Tomorrow? Maybe. And then we're going to be back with regular scheduled testing programming. Thanks for the people that actually hit me up about Michael Allen's story two weeks ago when we did that podcast. I heard that was really, really good. I got a lot of feedback from that. So thank you. And, of course, thank you to you guys actually that support my advertisers. They're on the show for a reason because they're quality products, things that I would buy myself. You know how I do that. Yep. I would not. Uh, support something you do not believe in. No. We did that at Dirt Rider, and I didn't. that didn't work. <laughs> it did not work. So uh, hopefully you guys uh, continue on with what we're doing over here. And if you have any questions, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. We'll be back up in, uh, shoot, 2024 stuff's clicking off. We got YZ250F intro coming up here in a week, week and a half. And then we have KX450. When is that one? Okay. I can't say. It's oh. they They get mad at me when I tell people. But is it like... 
It's coming up. Okay. Well, obviously, it's coming up. You want to know where it's at? Is that what you're trying to say? No. What I are you know trying to say? No, I was just like month-wise. That's this month. Okay. It's in, within, it's within two weeks. Okay. So for you people that are looking for the new YZ250F, we're going to talk about that and break that down. KX450 will be next month, hopefully close to home, at one of my favorite tracks at Mesquite Motocross Park that's reopening. Oh, yeah. Loving those guys and loving that track. Looking forward to getting over there and riding a couple days uh, here soon. Best ruts that we have within five hours from California. Yeah. Really good track. Mm-hmm. The place I was at that I can't talk about. Really good track. Really good ruts. So well, if I you feel guys like know, anything been... from like Texas over has really good ruts. Well, compared to what we have, yeah. Yeah, so I mean... So it's nice to be back, guys. Uh, it's been a little bit. Sorry for the two-week break, but we are back and uh, up and running and doing some tests. And, of course, you always go to PulpMX.com for stuff that you can't see here or go to RacerXOnline.com for the videos um, portion because we don't do many videos up on Kieferink testing. We use that for RacerX. Our YouTube is still up. There is some stuff up there. I will be working on some of that here shortly. I've been talking about that for a while now, but I need to get off my ass and get my YouTube up and moving a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, thank you for joining me, Heather. Glad to have you home. Hopefully you guys have a good Labor Day weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.